Hi, welcome back to Please Stop the Podcast. This is Katie. This is Chaz. Just dive right in. Give me a weekend update. I somehow ended up being escorted around the city by a stranger with three fish tacos. The stranger had the tacos or you had the tacos? Me and this girl were at Union Pool and we were starving and they only take cash at their food truck. And I never carry a debit card on me because I feel like if I ever get robbed, I'm only losing my credit card. So I'll have my debit card at home waiting for me. So I'm not moneyless. I didn't have any way to buy the tacos. (laughs) She didn't either. She didn't have cash. She had a debit card, but we didn't feel like doing the ATM. And this guy was like, oh, I can buy you the tacos. We offered to Venmo him. He insisted no. I was like, oh, what a gentleman. I will accept the taco offer. I think I got a little greedy because I was drinking and feeling bold. And he was like, how many tacos? And I was like, three. And they're very large. I didn't think that they would be so big. Oh, no. I eat one of them. She eats one of them. She feels sick. She goes home. It's time for me to go to a house party. And I'm like, okay, I got to go. And he was like, okay, let me call you an Uber. I just want to make sure you get everywhere safely. And I was like, you don't have to do that. Before I know it, not only did this man call me the Uber, he jumps in the car and I'm like, ew, what? And he and he's got the giant tacos in hand. And I'm so I'm just like, when I reach a certain level of drunk, I'm just like, you know what? My gut is telling me nothing is wrong with this. This is a little weird. I think he's just being very nice because I am pretty wasted. Although I'm coherent, I can definitely get from point A to point B just fine. But I was like, you know what? I I trust my gut. And it's telling me this man is harmless. I get to the party. I'm like, okay, cool. Thanks. He's like, well, let me walk you up the stairs to make sure you don't fall. I'm like, dude, I'm not drunk. This is a party with my old coworkers who I haven't seen in a while. He just follows me up the stairs. I'm like, all right, thanks. And then he just goes into the party, stands by the fridge, like a bodyguard. And I'm like, hi, everyone. They're like, Chaz, who's this guy? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) and they're like um because it's in my friend's house her apartment and they're like do you know him I'm like yeah he's really nice he got me some tacos he's just kind of watching over me and escorting me around town I suppose how old was this man definitely late 30s like old he wasn't young like too old to be (laughs) like he wasn't like trying to be friends like this was weird yeah, looking back, very weird. But I invited himself along to all of your plans. In the moment, I was like, this is normal. This makes complete sense for me. But he is just standing in the corner of the party holding my fish tacos, waiting for me to be done to escort me to wherever I want to go next. He's not trying to interact with me. He's not cramping my style. He's not bothering me or anyone. He is just watching over me. That's terrifying yes looking back absolutely in the moment felt protected felt comforting felt fucking weird too but I was just like this is fine did okay did you leave the party together yes what I want to you know I'm talking to some people whatever I'm inviting a friend over to hang to at my place I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. I'll take my tacos now. Thanks so much. And he was like, well, let me make sure you get home safely. And I'm like, okay, this is 
you keep saying okay. That's the problem, I think. That was the problem. I So in my younger years, I used to do shit like this all the time. I used to get in cars with strangers. I Like, it was nothing. Like, never think twice. And I would do this in New Orleans. We've talked about this. And I always said, you know, never do this. This, you know, he was calling an Uber. So I was like, well, it's safe. It's not like I'm getting in his car. And I was like, okay, yeah, call me an Uber. Gets in the Uber again to make sure I get to my door safely. And literally gives me my tacos at the end of the night. Pulls up to my apartment. Says, I'm staying until you get inside. I got inside and he left. And then the morning, he he messaged saying, just making sure you're okay. I'm like, yeah, dude, I really wasn't that fucked up. But thank you. You're a sweet guy. And I had two very large fish tacos still because I had only eaten the one. And I enjoyed my tacos. I put them in my air fryer. They were great. Bizarre. Um, okay. So how did it feel to be poor for a night? <laughs> well, I felt very wealthy that night because I didn't spend a dime on anything. (laughs) Not, not a thing. So yeah, disagree with you counteracting that. I, I'm the rich one. I, my baby couldn't pay for your own tacos. My, well, here's the thing. I probably, the lesson learned is I should start carrying around some cash, but if I had, I wouldn't have gotten a bunch of free Ubers and a bodyguard all night. So maybe I shouldn't. A bodyguard, potentially a stalker. Like, we don't know really the outcome of this situation. If Chaz goes missing, somebody look this guy. What's his name? I'm not going to put it on the pod, but like, so I know to look up who this man is in case he disappears. I'll send you his Instagram. But here's the thing. Some might say, Chaz, you already had a stalker situation who knows where you live. Yes, that is true. The difference is he did not go inside my apartment, so he doesn't know which one is mine. And I have a new intercom now, which I feel very safe with. He literally just stayed in the car, making sure. I think he was very bored. Must have been. He never once tried to flirt with me, never once tried to do anything inappropriate. Just happy to watch over me all night and make sure I had as as many fish tacos as he could carry. I'm happy for you. (laughs) Thank you. I had a good weekend. I mean, emotional roller coaster of a weekend, but here we are. Live to tell the tale. I'm sensing a pattern of men spilling their deepest and darkest to you in the midst of an emotional breakdown. So I feel like that is a good indicator of how you're doing on your journey as a therapist. I just think there's something about me. And this is not me saying I'm an empath or anything like that, but there is a very obvious theme of people opening up to me right away. And I love that. I appreciate that. The, now that I say this whole story out loud, I realize how fucking insane no, it's, it is. I don't really understand why you kept saying yes to this man. And you were alone. You weren't with your friend anymore because she had gone home. Tech, yes. Like you were alone with this man in cars multiple times. Two of his friends were also with him. Like I was not – once my friend left, I – quickly finished my taco. And then I was like, okay, nice meeting you. Time for me to go. And things just, I I didn't say yes. I did say you don't need to do this. But then at the same time, I was like, I actually feel this is completely fine. There's nothing wrong with this. So if you insist, I just hope you know this, your motive behind this is just being nice. It's not anything else. Like I was very communicative in my lack of it paying off for him in any way which he seemed fine with. And, you know, I could tell he was absolutely fine with that. 
And again, we did have an Uber driver present. I was going to say, in theory, theoretically, this is kind of no different than getting in any Uber pool any night. Like you're in a car with strangers. He's not driving. So it's not like he can kidnap you. Exactly. But did you think he was hot or no? No. Zero attraction. Couldn't tell. I feel like you can always tell if a guy's doing something like because he thinks you're hot. Like, was that his why, do we think? I always assume most straight men's motive is that. It probably was. But he gave no indication that was the real reason. Like, he would act on anything like that. I just went with it. Don't recommend. Don't do as she does. (laughs) Please stop. There's something that keeps coming up for me, and I do really want to talk about it because I don't know what the difference is right now between Texas and New York in terms of regulations around vaccine, mask wearing, all of that stuff. But I want to talk about it because in Texas, a lot of places, and they're not requiring proof of vaccination, but they're saying if you're vaccinated, you no longer have to wear your mask inside if you don't want to. Like grocery stores, local businesses, movie theaters, all of these places are saying, hey, you don't have to wear your mask if you have a vaccine. And it's not like someone's checking on the way in whether or not you do. But I haven't been wearing a mask in these places because like, what did I suffer through those two needles for if it wasn't to be able to take this mask off of my face and hopefully have better skin? Like I am ready to be done with it. I would like for things to go back to normal. That's why I got vaccinated. But when I go in these places, I'm a lot of times the only person without a mask on. Sometimes the people who work there, a few of them won't have masks on. So that makes me feel better. But a lot of times everybody still has their mask on. And I'm like, are y'all just not vaccinated or are you still just like scared to take it off? Well, here's the thing. We are going to have to be comfortable with not wearing one. So my new thing literally just live by the rule of you just don't wear it until you're asked to, unless you're asked to. Because in my opinion, it's about consistency. And the fact that we don't, it's dividing so many people and making things so uncomfortable. And it's creating a false fear that the CDC has already said there's no validity to the fear. So if if we don't have to wear our masks, at one place, we're not going to only catch a certain variant of COVID in another. We shouldn't have to wear them anywhere. But if some people aren't vaccinated or they're more comfortable wearing it, that's on them. But I'm going with the idea of I'm not putting it on until I'm actually asked, except for Uber and public transportation. Like the CDC did say public transportation, you do, do still need to wear it. I'm fine with that. That's whatever. It's a given. But in certain bars, I just stopped wearing it. And norm- more nine times out of 10, no one tells me to put it on. I was going to say, what is like the regu- – is there like a specific New York regulation right now where like are you allowed to do that or are we just counting on nobody saying anything? In certain establishments, but at this point, most establishments are realizing everyone is over it and they're not requiring you to. I did get asked for my vaccination proof. Really? Where? The first time at – Union pool. I'm pretty sure it was. Gosh, to even go in? I'm pretty sure. Again, this was right before the taco truck incident. It's a little fuzzy. I just remember trying to find it. You know, speaking of public transportation, I was on the L train, which is often very crowded. 
they had a woman gatekeeping the entire bench and I had a huge blister on my foot and I just wanted to sit. There was a lot of people who I'm sure wanted to sit and everyone's crammed, which is bad because if you're really like, I'm also not trying to be in someone's face either breathing, like just for, there's also another strain of like a flu like thing that's not COVID going around. So I'm just not trying to be in a sardine situation, but this asshole is taking up the whole bench area. Like she's laying on it? No, it was one of those, just like a two, like the ones that are like shorter, mm-hmm. but like she's taking up the whole, like she's not letting anyone near her in the corner. Hmm. And I'm like, lady, we all have our masks on. The CDC did not say you get a whole seating area to yourself. They just said, wear your mask. And you're already in a crowded train. We're all circulating the same air. I, I asked her if I could sit down and she said, no. And like in a, with an attitude. And I'm normally a very calm, collected person, but I just word vomited, okay, you stupid bitch. (laughs) And I was like, what makes you think you deserve more space than everyone else on this train? If it's that, if you're that worried, get a fucking city bike. Walk, you fucking idiot. I was, I was so angry. And as the stops were made, more and more people got off the train and seating became available, but I decided like a psychopath. (laughs) And I'm wearing, I don't know if anyone follows my story, but this was the day I had on my all pink outfit, a little pink mini dress, some pink heels, pink sunglasses. Like I looked friendly enough. Like I didn't look very intimidating. So, but I was, I decided to just stand over her, not directly like on a pole nearby and just like face her the entire time with like, with like a dominant stance and just stared around her area, sometimes in her eyes, mostly just in her vicinity and refused to sit down even when the seats became available. Angry vaccinated Barbie lookout, New York. I don't even know what I was trying to accomplish with this quote unquote intimidating stance. I just wanted her to know I'd rather make myself uncomfortable with my blisters because <laughs> it means I'm making you uncomfortable by staring you down. Did she make eye contact with you? She had on sunglasses, but mine were pink and see-through. Mm. So, no. mm-hmm. It was from the 8th Ave stop all the way to Bedford. I'm really proud of it. That's a long way. That's a commitment, yeah. especially on that underwater stretch. That's really oh, yeah. long to just stare her down. I wasn't, I wasn't backing down. I'm proud of you. I feel like that's something I would have done when I lived in New York. Well, this is the energy you've inspired in me to channel when I'm standing up for myself. But also, you know, I thought about it too. And I'm like, what if she has an underlying health condition? What if she has a family member? And then I felt bad. But you know what? It was the way she said no with such entitlement and attitude. No, fuck her. I did the right thing. There are ways to explain that to people that are kind, and there are ways to have an attitude and be a cunt about it. So it sounds like you did the right thing. Yeah, all she had to do was say, no, I sorry, I'm actually uncomfortable with that. And I would have said, oh, totally. But she didn't. And so I did what I did, which was be psycho. <laughs> That's what it takes sometimes. Going back to wearing a mask in places or not though for a second I'm a hundred percent on the same page as you I think like at this point we all need to start collectively getting over it like if you listen to the science and you believe in the CDC you follow the recommendations if you got vaccinated you're fine like it's okay to take the mask off and continuing to act like you're still so scared of leaving your house or scared of traveling or scared of people who did travel or, you know, just like scared to be in places where people might have their masks off. If you got vaccinated, there's literally no reason to be. 
there's still no herd immunity and there's still always the chance of variants. But here's the thing, that's never, both of those things will always be a constant. So you can either keep obsessing, lower your immune system with stress, or follow the new updated guidelines, get vaccinated, improve your mental health, and, you know, that's all you can really do at this point. You cannot hide forever and live in such an extreme manner. Yes, that's what I'm like. It makes me sad. Yeah. To see people who, like, got their vaccination and are still just, like, scared for of what? Like, I don't know. Right. And again, though, unless you do have, like, an a underlying health issue, I understand those people being scared. But if, if you don't, at this point, you're just holding on for what? Control? To be better than everyone? Like, to... Driving me nuts. I want to talk about something else that you did this weekend that you told me that you did, um, which is something that is one of my favorite things in the entire world. I love this so much. It is taking yourself on a date, taking yourself out to drinks by yourself, nobody else there with you. I want to hear about how your first experience went because you know I'm such a big believer in this. I love doing this, so I want to know how it went. Well, it doesn't really count because I was at this pool party with my girlfriend and then she went home to shower and get ready down the street. And I was like, she was like, okay, just come listen to music, have a drink at my apartment while I get ready. And I was like, you know what? I have a bunch of, I have a huge credit at Beacon's Closet. I'm going to go to Beacon's. There was nothing at Beacon's. And so I went to one of my favorite dive bars, The Levy, And I was like, I'm going to have a drink alone for like the first time in, I don't know how long maybe years. I don't, I I think that counts. That totally counts. Well, I met up with her in 30 minutes from then, but still, I still, yeah. I disappointed because passerby stared at me and I got hit on once I left, but no one came up to me and hit on me. And I really was hoping for that. I wanted the attention, but whatever. I think there's an intimidation factor a lot of times about a girl sitting alone, having a drink by herself, because people always assume that someone's about to meet you. And they don't know if that's going to be your boyfriend or not. Like, people can't tell what you're there for, right? Yeah. So there's, like, a weird intimidation factor there. But I – okay, first question. Did you sit at the bar or did you sit at a table? Here's the thing. The best thing about the levee is inside because that's where it's all divey and cool or their courtyard in the back. And they still only had the outdoor front seating, which does not have charm. No vibe. No vibe there. But it's whatever. I was listening to my own music, getting really in my feels about how far we've come with our little pod. Because this is going to be our, technically, it's our 21st episode we're recording. And we only started in mid-January. Like, that's a lot. I'm so proud of us, too. I was <laughs> I was going back through Twitter today. But I was going back and looking at, like, old tweets that I liked or old tweets that I, like, retweeted. Yeah. And... One of them was from April of 2019, and it was you being like, April Fool's bitches, we're starting a podcast. (laughs) And I was like, wow, we've really been like, we talked about this for so long before we actually did it. And now that we're actually doing it, I'm like, I'm so proud of what we've built here. Like, I'm really, really proud of every episode we put out. I know. And I was telling someone recently my goal for it, because he, he was like, oh, how's it going? Are you still doing it? I was like, of course we're still doing it. Every week, like clockwork, even when we're traveling, even when it's really inconvenient, we it's our priority because it's our hobby. And he was like, well, how's it doing? And I was like, well, the listenership is still on an upward graph, but like it had a spike, obviously in COVID, like at the at, during 
the heavier quarantine, but that's not why we're doing it. And also like, you know, as things open up, people, the podcast hype is dwindling, dwindling a bit because people are actually socializing and doing stuff. So no one has time to listen to an hour of a podcast all the time. But I was like, the reason we're doing it, we're going to be like 70 or 80 years old one day and our memories are going to fade and we can play our memories back in our youthful voices with vibrancy and zest and the same emotions as when we had just experienced them. And that's going to be priceless. It's going to be like a journal that we can, a journal told in our young voices with the emotion as we felt it that recently. And he was like, this is genius. I want to start doing voice recordings so I can listen to them years from now. And he's like, the older I get, the more my memories fade too. I'm like, yeah. Totally. I love that we do this for us. And obviously, it's fun to know that other people are listening and relating. And if we can help people along the way, I think that's so awesome. Especially thinking about you go back and forth about things like this. But I think about like the family that I want to have one day. And I think, oh, my gosh, one day, like my daughter might listen to this and like, hear about like the crazy stories her mom had when she was in her 20s and you know think about advice that I can give her or him if I have a boy but think about like future generations of my family even like long after I'm gone they can get to know me through something like this and hear about my life in my own words and my own voice not only just for me but also for people down the line it's a little legacy it's everyone wants their story to be told after they die. That's, you know, that that's the goal of being famous or being, or the goal is to better the world, honestly, which we are not at all doing, but our story. Sure we are. (laughs) We we will die and our story will still be told. You might have to search the internet for a long time to find it, but it might just one day be searching Tayo Cruz and, Boy, howdy, there she is. Yeah, someone might type in Lizzo Gate for no reason and be like, huh, who are these two? What is this? Maybe there will be a Lizzo Gate. See, this is the other added benefit is you come up with your own terms, you're there first. And then, you know, three years from now when Lizzo does some fucked up shit and there's a real Lizzo Gate, people are going to Google that, they're going to find us. Everyone loves Lizzo. She could, no one will ever hate Lizzo except for me, but this is, we'll still save that for another pod. But um, now after having a little powwow with my, my ex and hanging and like very fun, but again, very deep things were talked about. And I do realize I still want a family. I, I'm just, I don't want one as soon as I used to. Thank you for the updates. Speaking of exes, uh, texted me. We can just leave, just say bleeps in front of it so we don't have to leave. Yeah, that's fine. For what purpose, I couldn't tell you, but it was kind of out of nowhere. For Yeah, what did he say? He was just like, hey, how are you? I was like, sup, I'm good. I'm still all for salvaging friendships with your ex. I know in the beginning of the pod, we talked about how I'm for that. And I said, oh, feel it out. Let's see. But I'm realizing it's so doable. It's actually going so well. There's always someone who might have more emotional turmoil than another, but you're patient with that person, you're loving, and you let them move at their own pace. And if they get overwhelmed, you just do what they need to do. But it's definitely possible. Like, I don't see why more people can't do this. I have conflicting views on this because I think it depends on the person and it always depends on the situation for me. There are exes of mine that I wouldn't go near with a 10-foot pole 
because of specific situations pertaining to that person. And there are exes of mine where I think we could be great friends and this person is one of them. However, I would hesitate, like say he were coming to Austin and he was like, hey, I'll be in town if you want to grab a drink or like have dinner or something. I just don't know that I feel that that's necessary to do. Like I don't have any ill will toward this person. But at the same time, they're not a they're not someone that I talk to every day. They're not someone that I like particularly care to open that door up to again. I just don't think that it's healthy. And it depends on the type of person you are too. But I'm a cancer and I tend to be very nostalgic about all things and like live in the past in all things. So to me, those doors can be really hard to close once you reopen them. And I just don't know that that serves me any longer. Yeah, I mean, I also think you're in a serious relationship and you have to weigh the pros and cons. Like if you're dating someone and they are not that comfortable with you rekindling an intense connection with an ex, I understand that. Exactly. And it's not even that he like, I don't think he would tell me no is the thing. If I asked him, which like, of course I would, if I were to do anything, not ask, but I would like at least give him the common courtesy of like saying, Hey, I'm going to do this. Just letting you know, because I would expect the same thing. It's not like he would say, oh, I'm uncomfortable with that or, oh, I don't want to. But like to me, it is the most respectful thing to keep like our relationship sacred, to keep our relationship special. And like it's not like I'm trying to open a door with an ex to like be best friends or be anything again. So really what would be the – like I think it would be a waste of my time. For me, I never closed the door. So it's – not it's just different and also I'm not in a serious relationship with anyone so I, I'm able totally to- and you if you were you might change your mind about it right like right now I'm exploring everything at the end of the day I would want my romantic partner to be comfortable and there's if there's still certain feelings lingering from another party or something like that I definitely am going to be transparent and honest and I'm not going to do anything inappropriate but as of right now we're just going with the flow yeah, as of right now, you're fair game. So any of Chaz's exes, <laughs> now is your chance. Reach out, shoot your shot. Oh, they have, they know. They know. <laughs> they got the memo. I feel like, oh my God, it's Mercury retrograde. <gasps> okay, you have to talk about, do you think I'm able to do what I do? Because, okay, guys, I don't know much about astrology at all. I've taught myself, I've learned my big three so I can make new girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> This is how you make new friends in 2021. I just don't, I meet people at parties and the first thing they ask, like, what's your sun, moon and rising? And I'm like, okay, I memorized it so I can be friends with you. (laughs) I'm a Virgo sun. I'm a Leo moon and I'm a Sagittarius rising. So do you think that's why I stay friends with my exes? Or do you think, okay, can I re-ask it? Do you think that's why I'm able to emotionally detach so easily? Because I'm a Sag rising. Is that a thing? Sagittarius definitely has those tendencies. Sagittarius can move on really quickly from things. They're super spontaneous, which I see a lot in you. Rising is kind of the mask you wear, though. So that part makes a lot of sense to me because I think you tell yourself things a lot that in your heart are not necessarily true. But the Leo moon is really interesting because I think knowing you really well, I see a lot of your Leo And Leos notoriously love the spotlight, love to be the center of attention, love to know that they're like still in their ex's mind. That part makes a lot of sense to me as to why you would want to keep those relationships going because it's an ego thing. It's like entirely like a you like 
the validation that comes from that. Yeah, I still, I harvest a lot of love. Sure. I'm not saying it's not like, it's not like you hate them. Part of the reason you enjoy still having them in your life is you get, you get like personal satisfaction out of knowing that like, your exes will still answer when you text them or pick up the phone if you call or want to take you out to dinner. Like, I mean, everyone does to an extent, but I think you being very into trying to figure out the why behind that and like very into like being a proponent of that is very Leo Moon of you. Um, What do you mean by proponent? You like want other people to be like, it's okay to be friends with your exes. Like you should be friends with all of your exes. You should still hang out with them. It's good. Keep doing that. I think that's just the only child in me wanting everyone to adapt to how I think. I think that's just the slight narcissism in me, but I'm literally the least narcissistic. That's why I can joke about it. But we know I love praise. I have a huge praise kink. I do like attention when it's on my terms. Um, But no, I don't keep connections with exes to feed my ego. Granted, in certain occasions, that is just a side effect and I'm not mad at it. And also, I am a great girlfriend. They all should miss me. They all should love me. <laughs> I'm not laughing. As a Leo Moon would say. No, like, I would be heartbroken if I broke up with me. Like, I am the epitome of what every girlfriend, like, no, like, I'm great. But but anyway, okay, Mer- Mercury Retrograde teach us, even though we all know what it's known for, technology breaking, exes re- circulating, circulating back. So, yes, that's what I want to talk about because is not the only person who's reached out to me in the last week. And I just remembered that as we were talking, but it's like, you had dinner with your ex, my ex reached out to me. And then this guy that like, he was kind of like the one that got away in high school. Not micro dick. No, 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 no. That was micro dick was my actual boyfriend. Okay. This is so sad that that's become his nickname. But it's telling. It's valid. I know. Okay, whatever. That's his nickname. Sorry, bud. Not micro dick. A different guy. He was a grade younger than me. We always had like huge crushes on each other. I remember we had this one class together. If he listened to this, he's going to know exactly what I'm talking about. We had this one class together and I was talking to my girlfriends about him, my girlfriends who were in the class with me, and everyone thought he was so cute. We were all like, oh my God, this guy's so hot. And he didn't know anybody else in the class because he was a grade younger than all of us. And I was like, one day I was like, okay, I'm going to smile at him. I'm going to like try to make friends with him. I'm going to just like look at him and smile. And so he knows that we want to talk to him. And so I did. And then he like became part of our friend group. We like had this whole thing. We got really close and we would like have sleepovers in high school, like you the four of us together. Not just me and him, but like our group of friends would have all like have like sleepovers at our friends' houses, like, I don't know, a few times during high school. And we always had like huge crushes on each other. We hooked up one time. Right. Like this is when I was still, no, 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 I was still a virgin, but we like made out. And I think there was, like, some hand stuff going on, if I'm remembering correctly. (laughs) But we hooked up this one time, and it was right before I started dating Micro Dick. And (laughs) he reached out to me this week. Stay tuned until the end of the pod to find out um, who Micro Dick actually is. We'll do it. No, I would not do that to him. I don't, I however, no love for this man. He's one of those people who I would not touch with a 10-foot pole. He has reached out to me and I have 
blocked him. Um, so no, not to like spare him anything because I don't care, but just because like I believe in karma and that seems fucked up. But like this guy also reached out to me. So Mercury retrograde, guys, this one is very strong in terms of past flames. So be careful out there. Don't text your exes. Too late. For the record, I did not respond to that one. Too late. Literally meeting up with my ex and weeping together. But anyway, so I have a cute little thing to reminisce on. I had a guy like that to this day, besides the Swedish guy who I might have drunk texted this week. (laughs) Mercury retrograde. I'm just still madly in love with the Swede. So I'm always like every six months, I'm going to text him. At this point, it's like every two months. It's going to turn into every day sooner or later. But no, I'm kidding. I'm not still in love with the Swede. Maybe I am. Who even knows? Yes, you are. I am. I know that you are. It's fine. In high school, there was this guy. I'm going to say his actual first name, Wyatt. Wyatt, if you're listening, it's always been you. It's you in the end. I know we'll end up together. But I I had the biggest crush on this guy. And uh, we had chemistry class together. And I would wear my tight little khakis and my Hollister Navy polo right within our uniform guideline. So I got away with it. But what I would do is wear like a pink thong. And I would pull, like I would sit with my back super arched in chemistry class in front of Wyatt and I would pull the thong up and pull the khakis down and pull like my they call that a whale tail did you know yes I was fully taking advantage of the whale tail and the whole chemistry class I'm surprised he even passed also that professor or teacher really took a liking to me too he probably he probably thought I was doing it for him oh my god gross it got to the point where Wyatt and I would flirt so much we got moved and then I, you know, go off to, I, I get my girlfriend, my love affair with Wyatt ends. It never went anywhere, nothing outside of chemistry class. And then we go to college, whatever. And then I moved to New York and one day I'm bored and I somehow, he was not on social media, but somehow I found his like hidden Snapchat or something. I don't even remember. We just start talking and I confess my love for him. And he was like, oh my gosh, I had the biggest crush on you too. And we just start having the most graphic sexed conversations like as pen pals. And then he mailed me all of this amazingly beautiful lingerie from, I think it was from somewhere in London. Yeah, that was pretty much it. It never went anywhere. Did you send him photos in the lingerie? That was the agreement that I did not follow through with. (laughs) A queen, a savage. Yeah. I told you I'm a very loving, compassionate, perfect person, so... You're just so perfect, child. I honestly am. Like, can you name five things wrong with me besides my eyebrows, my face tattoo? Can't read. Can't read well. Terrible reading comprehension. No sense of direction. Zero spatial ability. Zero motor skills. Easily panicked. Not anymore. We've retrained our nervous system not be so flight or flight. That's really much. That's it. You can't name anymore, can you? What news stories have you read this week that you would like to pretend to be informed about, Chess? Uh, none, because this week I don't care about politics. Hey, keep up, everybody. <laughs> no, I actually, I did do something nice, which maybe I'm only, I only did it so I could brag about it on the pod. Who even knows my real motive? But I had insomnia one night, and I went through people's GoFundMe's. 
and donated small amounts to them. That's so nice. That's like the nicest way to spend your free time. Were these people that you know or just like you went to GoFundMe and look for random ones? No, like my friend had reposted this girl who was trying to get out of sex work for her family and she needed a car. I mean, I did not donate much at all, but I donated... Still, every little bit counts. And like, that's so cool. Think about if everyone did that when they couldn't sleep at night and what the world would be like. Yeah. And I'm only, I only did it so I could brag about it. So everyone. That doesn't matter. Yeah. So I didn't inform myself politically, but I did do something to better some, some, something. You know, I, again, we know I don't like quotes. The time I gave Katie shit for sharing hers, but I did come across one and I had no reason I think this was a part of my insomnia. It just says you should have let the moment be what it was going to be. Your need to know ahead of time robbed it of its potential. And this has been on my mind because I still really feel expectations ruin relationships and take the joy out of everything. Have you heard mm-hmm. of the syndrome? It's like the Walt, the Disney or the Paris syndrome where tourists dream their whole lives of going to Paris and then they're disappointed because even though it's great, it's just never meets their expectations. I say a version of this about Paris all the time. So yes, I feel like I know it intimately, even though I've never heard of it. It's like a syndrome, but yeah, that was it. I just thought it was a really profound quote. Like, wow. And that's really, I'm as someone who's obsessed with preparation and controlling outcomes I've been living my life more that way, like in the present and not based off of future outcomes and things that just keep falling into place so incredibly well. It's, it's eerie. That's a reminder that I need a lot too, especially right now. Like it's so hard to not think about the future, especially like post COVID when things are starting to open up again, you really feel like you can plan on the future now. Whereas for the last year, we've all been kind of so in this moment, but the moment has been so stressful and so chaotic and just this like doom cycle that we've been in of like constantly refreshing the news and constantly feeling like something bad was going to happen around every corner. So now that that has been lifted, it feels like, oh my gosh, I need to plan all of this stuff. I need to make up for lost time. But that reminder is so good and so important to just be in the moment. Like if you think about it, the lead up to things and the anticipation of things is often the best part. Often it's like that is what makes the actual thing itself so enjoyable. So remembering to slow down and like take your time and really enjoy those moments of even anticipation or wondering or, you know, not knowing what's going to happen next. It's okay to be in the dark about like what direction it's going to go. And you don't have to constantly be in control of everything. I love that. Well, interesting you touch on the fact that the anticipation is often the best part because there was a study done, and I'm going to butcher it because I learned about this forever ago, but it stuck, the premise, like the main point stuck with me. And the theme of it was a correlational study or something with like relationship satisfaction. Because we all know I am kind of a skeptic when it comes to relationships in general and monogamy, all of that. But in the study, it was they found that relationship satisfaction was positively correlated and like commitment in general with couples who plan vacations together, go on vacations together consistently. And it could be a really cheap vacation. It could be whatever, like down the street. But they found it only affects their relationship satisfaction and their connection if they plan the trip together. And that is what 
builds their bond because they're building excitement together. Like shared anticipation of a shared thing that's going to be new to them. People always say like new experiences, bonding over like a shared new thing is important in relationships. But yeah, like I think sharing the anticipation and like looking forward to something. Yeah. And planning a trip together. That actually strengthens couples is what research has found. Slang and Dick 2021. Slang and Dick 2021. Still, you need to follow our Spotify playlist. I made it. Katie's collabing on it. I'm going to be honest. I took off two of your songs. I took off like five of your songs. So that's fair. Fuck you. You can't take – I'm taking you off of the collab. We just have very different ideas of like what gets us hype too. And I realized that as I was listening to your – because I was so excited to listen to this playlist, Chaz. I started listening to it and every single song I was like, oh my God, this is so bad. Oh, see, my friend Megan, who similar party attitude as me – fucking obsessed with it a lot of creation yeah it's like what gets you hype is very like new wave bubblegum like trash pop like grunge pop and what gets me hype is very the much frank like sinatra i didn't put in frank sinatra dolly parton i did not put any of that on this playlist what gets me hype is like old school hip-hop and like party music that's what gets I work at soul cycle like I am exposed to new music constantly and I understand what like makes a good party vibe so that's what gets me hype but like we're just very different in that respect and we have some crossover in Grimes and in uh Diane Ward <laughs> and Banks yeah like we definitely have crossover but I think you always want to put on Lucky by Britney Spears as a pregame. And to me, that's like a no. end of the night, close it out song. No, like we're of- closing it down. We're turning the lights off. It's time for everybody to go home. We're going to play Lucky. No, no. This playlist is even that. It's a lot of like cum gore, like singing a lot about cum. Yeah. It's just, but like not well. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't, don't do this to me right now. So let's just agree moving forward. We will not delete each other's songs. We will just skip okay. through. Well, you said it first. I would never have told you if you hadn't said it. Bliss. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss, but. Exactly. You didn't need to know that. All right. Well, okay. Next topic. <laughs> um, okay. Staying on the theme of um, philosophical things that we have come to the realization of lately. I'm trying a new thing similar to the grab avoid numbers and like the cheat code words that I talked about with windfall, which I honestly just kind of still believe is happening for me. I want to talk about this new manifestation that I've I'm trying to incorporate and I'm really hoping that it serves me well this week in particular because I've got a stressful week coming up. So I will let you know how it goes, but switching your mindset and we always say like, we don't chase, we attract, right? Like we've talked about that on the pod before and everything that is meant for us already belongs to us. It's already ours. I am trying to, along with that specific mindset, switch from a this is hard, why is this happening to me, to this is easy. And just every single situation, every day, like a few times a day, taking the time over and over and over to say to myself in my head or out loud if I'm alone, this is easy. And that means that the things that I attract, the things that come to me, the situations that I might encounter, whereas before they might have been really frustrating or even like, 
you know, ruin my day or something that I'm going to get through them with ease. And I'm going to, you know, it's just going to come to me. Whatever is meant for me is already mine. And all I have to do is just sit here and enjoy it and savor it as it comes and walk forward because what's meant for me is coming. So my strategy to get you through hard things or any of my friends who are struggling is anytime they vent to me or complain, I just say nothing. I send them my father's obituary. What the fuck? <laughs> it's a new thing I'm going to start trying. I think I, I think I find too much humor in my dad's death because one time I was dating someone and <laughs> Okay, this is how you know it's like a real genuine friendship. Like if you can laugh about someone's dead dad, uh, can you imagine if you said that to a stranger, they immediately would have been like, "So I have." Oh my God. <laughs> so this guy's dad, I was talking to a while back, like this is before me and my ex got back together again. So this was like a while back. He and I really hit it off. He's super hot. It was like a perfect situation. He was not funny. That was the only thing. But we bonded because he was, he had just found out his biological father wasn't his biological father because his father died and he did a DNA test And it showed he was a super high percentage Egyptian and his dad never shut up about being fully Italian and he had no Italian on his DNA test. And he asked his mom and his mom freaked out and was like, okay, you and your sister both came from donors, sperm donors, but you are biologically your mind, but you weren't your dad's. But he's telling me this deep story. So not only is he telling me, oh, wow, my dad died too. And I found out he wasn't really my biological dad. I just said, oh, join the dead dad club. (laughs) <laughs> and his dad had only died a few months ago. Oh, no. Granted, I mean, I was the funny one. He just wasn't funny. He just didn't think it was funny that his dad was dead. <laughs> I love saying, me dead dad. Yeah, that's okay to talk in an accent if you're talking about your deceased parent. It's because, it, I mean, yeah, that's only okay if you obviously have a very close relationship like Chaz and I do. And Chaz has like brought up multiple times and talked about me dead dad. Dead dad. No, I think you should funeral hop and just pop in to strangers funerals and go, you dead family member. <laughs> I do not. I don't think that. Lighten up, pussies. Um, so uh, for future reference, anyone who knows Chaz, just be be warned. If you are venting to her or complaining to her about anything, you're going to get her dad's obituary and she will not feel bad for you. What if that's my route as a therapist? Like, <laughs> or like my wife left me and I'm just like, my dad's dead. I kind of want you to. I would love, I think it would be so funny, actually. You know that, like, that movie that's, like, Bad Teacher? They should make one for, like, Bad Therapist. <laughs> that's genius. What if I start a TikTok themed around that? I make every session about me. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, anyway, so I had dinner with my ex. And <laughs> like, that's nice for you, but... <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I did. I, I have. I think I've said on the pod how I one time did make my therapist John Lithgow's son 
cry. Well, it's Mercury retrograde. So you could reach out to your exes. You could reach out to your ex therapist. Go crazy. I already do. Your, your um, ex baby daddy. <laughs> <laughs> for an- it's for another pod. <laughs> another pod. I, I deeply wish that you would. <laughs> You should text him on like the anniversary of like when it would have been born. So fun fact. (laughs) Happy birthday to our angel. (laughs) Fun fact. My English ex, the only ex who has not reciprocated attention and giving it back. He used to all the time. He used to stop what he was doing and run to me anytime I would text. I think he got a girlfriend or something because I will tell you, I hadn't talked to him. I hadn't reached out to him in like a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And I was in an English-themed store in West Village. It's called like Myers something. And it's North Yorkshire-themed, like all these shitty, gross English foods that I had when I lived in England with my ex. And I just took a picture of some beans and sent it to him. He said nothing. He never responded. So I'm like, you must have a girlfriend. I guess you moved on. Is that the last thing he said was a photo of beans? Yeah, I didn't say anything else with it. So. I'll text it again to him. I'll get him back. Yeah, send it again. I, 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 I'll get him back. <laughs> um. Okay, do you think Pete Davidson is hot? No, <laughs> I literally posted an Instagram about how his eyelids look like nipple skin. What? It was my Instagram caption. I posted a hot <laughs> selfie and I was like, Episode whatever ever the pod drops tonight at midnight. Pete Davidson's eyelids look like nipple skin. Looking up Pete Davidson, I'm googling Pete Davidson eyelids oh, right now. Not, you can like, save yourself. Just Google nipples, and it, his nipples <laughs> pop up. He just is so ugly. I don't understand what you're saying, but he also makes a lot of dead dad jokes. That's the only reason I ask because, like, maybe he's your soulmate. No, he makes them in his shitty Long Island sounding accent, which I cannot stand. Yeah, his accent is horrendous. Long Island is horrendous. Weird masturbation items. I think we talk, we're going to be talking about masturbation too much, so I'm going to sit table this because I do have some items I want to discuss. Okay, now I'm curious, though. What are you talking about? Weird masturbation items? You know when you're in a pickle and you're young and you have to get creative because you're experimenting and you barely even know what your own vagina is and you just have cylindrical things lying around you want to put in it? No. Me neither. What? Me neither. Okay. When I was young, even still today, I don't know if I want to share this publicly. Penetration is not what gets me off. Well, duh. Like I need it if I'm having sex with someone. I have to have clitoral stimulation in addition to penetration. But if it's just me, I can do it with my hands alone with no penetration. That I think that's how every girl does. I see you never know this because we don't talk about it. I when I'm alone, I I might slip in a finger, but I have it's all clitoral stimulation. Yeah, it's all just like hand stuff, like no vibrator, no stuff, no cucumbers. What were you putting in your pussy though? A badminton racket. Are you really? <laughs> I was in a, in an exploratory phase of my psychosocial development. <laughs> when I had really tiny fingers as I still do, and very long nails. And I'm like, I know I'm supposed to finger myself, but I, I just feels, it hurts. It's sharp and it's tiny. 
like, <laughs> what can better mimic a penis? And I had a badminton set and I was like, that's cylindrical. And it looks kind of soft, like it, it had a wrapping around it. And I just kind of sl- tried to slip it in. And then I was like, oh, this, this might not be it. Ew. Okay. I feel like you could get a yeast infection real easily from something like that. Because think about how dirty your hands are if you're like playing a sport and you're sweating. Ew. I cleaned it before and after. Did you? I hope I did. I hope you did too. Because otherwise, like that could cause a serious issue. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I ever had this particular phase. But I will say, you ever like go so long without having sex that like, Putting in a tampon feels really good sometimes. Literally every day of my life. my hy- I swear my hymen grows back after a week. It's insane. I'm like a born-again virgin all the fucking time now. Because I still, I, uh, you know, we're dating or whatever. But I'm still extremely selective. And I'm still- Yeah, you're selective. You have high standards. Like, we are out here to get laid. But, like, we're out here to, like, get laid by the person that you actually want to get laid by. Not just by anybody. Yeah, I think that was when I was like 13 or 14 trying to figure everything out. And then what I did find that it was enjoyable, we've all tried a hairbrush handle, I'm sure. Have we? Because I have not. We have, yes. But no, the one that I know everyone did was an electric toothbrush. Katie, when was the first? What? What did you? I didn't put objects in my I was extremely sexually because I grew up in a Baptist cult school and I was like I know I have a vagina I didn't even know I told you I didn't know I had a clit until I was like 16 or see I guess I don't know I don't know I think our development was probably very different than one another you think because well yeah I do I don't know because we were both only children so it's not like anyone showed me and I never really got into watching porn I didn't watch porn until I was in probably like junior year of high school and never for like me like we just watched it as a joke like at sleepovers and it was like hardcore (laughs) aggressive porn and I was never turned on by it so Katie doesn't watch porn by herself she only watches it at sleepovers I don't watch porn at all I know you don't no, actually, that's a lie. Porn taught me how to give a blowjob. I watched it educationally. I, okay, Delta 8 is a legal... I don't even know what it is. It's like... A, it's a legal form of THC. So in marijuana strains, which like marijuana is legal in certain states, it's not legal in others. Delta 9 or D9 is the illegal strain of THC in weed. And so there's this other strain called Delta 8 or D8 that certain dispensaries across the country will sell to you either, I think they sell it in both smokable and edible forms, and it's like a legal form of THC for now. I don't recommend it. Just consume real marijuana. This shit fucks you up. So there's this girl... I'm going to ask my friend really quickly what her name is. And by the end of the pod, we'll be able to say it or we'll plug it in our story. But she is the most genuine influencer. She refuses sponsorships. She's purely just based off of her opinion. Let me ask her. So she had reviewed Delta 8. And my friend was over and and she was looking for snacks. And she's like, oh my gosh, you have Delta 8? And I'm like, yeah, it's like a, a CBD thing I got when I was with Katie or like a weed gummy CBD. I don't really know. She's like, no, this shit fucks you up. And I was like, mm, 
let's do it. And so we do it and we go to, to just salad. In the middle of eating my salad, I start losing my shit. She said the influencer who reviewed it said she was on another planet. She ate an entire gummy, if I remember correctly. Like she said, out of this world, like it's insane, but like scary. Like, I don't like that feeling. I actually hate it. And I'm just eating my salad and all of a sudden I cannot, I can barely speak. And we had plans. I was like, you go on, I'm going home. And on my walk home, everything felt amazing. The breeze felt amazing, but also my spatial ability already sucks. Every, and I, I, I again, I had both AirPods in because I'm trying to really calm myself down and stay grounded listening to calming music. I could not hear anyone behind me. And I, my peripheral vision, I have like tunnel vision. There was someone behind me in a, a wheelchair or scooter situation. I don't remember, but they could not walk. And my dumbass kept moving everywhere they tried to move. As this, I was purposely fucking with them, not letting them pass me like an asshole. <laughs> and this went on because the blocks in Chelsea are not that wide. But uh, I did this for probably half of 22nd Street. Well, Bachelor has started up again. And even though- Oh my God, you're right. It starts in 20 minutes. Guess what I'm going to do? Start another group chat. Oh God. I don't even like The Bachelor. I just, like I said, I like the community. You literally don't pay attention. Half of the group chat is you just being like, who's that? What? Somebody tell me what happened. What'd she say? Because you're not paying attention when you watch. No, I'm not. I have it muted. At this point, I don't even like The Bachelor anymore. I've just like, I'm grandfathered in and this is one of my interests. And so like, I have to watch it just so I have something to talk to the people about now because people are going to ask me about it. This is why I know my big three in astrology. You win some, you lose some. Yeah, this is like now like I don't – I can't even fathom the amount of hours I'm about to invest in this show that I quite truly don't care about anymore. I care about Bachelor in Paradise a lot though. That's really the why behind it because I want to know what's going on in Paradise. So you kind of have to watch the seasons to understand what's happening. Anyway – Thank you so much for listening. If you're tuning into this episode, we really, really appreciate all of our listeners. It means so much to us that you're here. Happy June. Happy Pride. Oh, yeah. I still might date Chaz as a member of the LGBTQ community. Yeah. Happy Pride to you. I, I've been getting – I've been lately not opposed to hooking up with the, with the idea of hooking up with girls. So I guess I'm pansexual again. Ladies, look out. She's on the prowl. She is in New York City. If you see angry blonde vaccine Barbie coming toward you, just know she may scrape your insides with her skinny little nails. Cursing out old it Might not feel as good as a badminton racket, but it'll be an experience you can talk about on a podcast. This is the second time I've cursed an old woman out in relation to COVID. <laughs> um, yeah I don't know I'm not gonna date you but I might drunkenly hook up with you who even knows rainbows all around happy pride everybody catch me before I get in another relationship all right please subscribe to our podcast on apple pods please follow us on spotify leave us a five-star review if you enjoy it share it with a friend send it to somebody who you think could use a pick-me-up um if anybody is Mm, having a hard day send this to them i think this will make their day even harder you might be right okay now bye yeah bye
please stop? <laughs>